Welcome to the first episode of the Dylan Bush Podcast. I'm your host and sole speaker, Dylan Bush. I hope that you enjoy these stories I'm about to share and maybe even relate to them in your own way. Since I was three years old, I've always been skiing. Weekdays, weekends, birthdays, holidays, even in the summer, my life was skiing. It was the norm in my hometown, Park City, Utah. Even everyone you see there is either a tourist on an annual family vacation or a permanent ski bum who can't get enough of the constant snow. Both my mom and dad ski religiously. They moved to Park City nearly 40 years ago from the East Coast, eager to float down a mountain with Utah's famous light, dry snow. During my childhood, I ski raced competitively, going all across the Rocky Mountain West from ski resort to ski resort. I won medals as a teenager in multiple states in multiple disciplines, always wanting more. Although every race I competed in was exhilarating, there's one I'll never forget. I was 15, entering the first national race of my life. The points I had gained in the FIS Ski Federation had qualified me to compete against the world's best alpine racers from around the globe. The venue was in Whistler, British Columbia, and it was in the month of May during the closing months of the winter season. I remember having to ship my extremely delicate and expensive gear there and being extremely nervous about what might happen to it and and to my finely conditioned racing skis. I was even more nervous about shipping my skis than the race itself. When I reached the lodge at the base of Whistler Mountain, I met the the U.S. team. There were kids from all across the country, but a majority of the kids were from the dominant hotbed of the Rocky Mountain region and the West Coast. Although we were all kids, we all took racing extremely seriously. It it wasn't necessarily your average high school sport. After the first few days of the race had passed, it was finally time for the slalom event, my my specialty. I had my racing boots cleaned and tightened, clicked into my vice grip-like bindings, and was pushed to the start gate. Adrenaline rushed through my body, as it did every race. My heart bounded, pounded violently. I underwent my breathing techniques for pre-start nervousness. One moment to make all the hours of training, all the travel, all the money spent worth it. After my third routine breath, I was in the zone, like so many times before and the rest was second nature, no thinking. You trust your muscle memory and your recollection of the course that you've studied for hours before the race. I reached the bottom and relief washed over my body. The adrenaline quickly weared off and I felt extremely fatigued throughout my body. I was content but not satisfied with my performance, a common theme throughout my sports career. My family and team has congratulated me on finishing sixth, the best among the U.S. athletes. I had seen firsthand how I match up with my international competitors, and I traveled home with an experience I'd keep with me forever. Although skiing was one of my greatest passions, I've always had an even stronger passion for lacrosse. It was, so, it was something, no matter the season, weather, or my mental state, I could always pick up my stick and play. It was something that wasn't so tedious or time demanding either. It was fun, 
Don't get me wrong, ski racing was fun, but it was extremely competitive at all times and caused immense pressure. Also, it took up almost all my time, especially as I got older. Lacrosse was a sport to me that had competition, but it didn't revolve around it. It was something that I could truly enjoy every time I played. When I turned 16, however, the two synchronous sports started to collide as they both became more time demanding. Skiing was turning into what felt like a full-time job, and lacrosse was requiring, requiring increased training. You have to choose one, Dylan. It's that time, my dad said, his words still in my mind from the day he said it. I can't, I said. I can't decide. You have to. It's too difficult to do both, he said. He stated, a slight sadness in his voice. I remember wishing he could make the decision for me, possibly suppressing future regret. But I knew I had to make this decision by myself. It took me weeks to decide, going back and forth on the pros and cons of each sport, reviewing my thoughts and emotions repeatedly. Sometimes I would get so angry or sad thinking about letting go of one sport that I'd have to remind myself of the times where I enjoyed both. I also knew that I've been, bl been blessed to have the privilege to play two great sports. After almost a month and a half, two days before the start of my lacrosse season, I finally decided. At the end of my at the end of the day of my decision, I announced my decision to my parents at dinner. Lacrosse, I said to my parents, lacrosse is my future. They seemed surprised. Stumped. They were trying to think about my life about life without constant skiing in their child's life. I gave them my thoughts, what I had been thinking about, and why I thought lacrosse was the best plan of action. Like the loving parents they are, they seem to agree with my reasons and support my decision. The rest of the night was quiet, as if my family were grieving over something dear that had been lost. It's been around a year now without skiing racing, and I've never been happier and more inspired by lacrosse. I practice every day and love every second of the process of becoming better. I still ski in the winter because of my family, ripping turns down the mountains as I used to train that I used to train on. I also have more freedom and less stress by focusing on one sport. I can truly put my full attention on one sport and reap twice the benefits of my of my hard work. Looking back on it, I know I made the right choice. I had two influential things in my life that I loved dearly. Unfortunately, I had to let one go. Although it tore me in two, I know that it was important for my self-development and decision-making skills. Something I tell my younger self is to prioritize discipline over motivation. A lot of the time in life, you'll have sparks of motivation, determination, an extreme desire, but you must only use those as a fuel to create discipline in your life. A quote that I wish I'd heard earlier is, a motivated man is strong, 
but a dis disciplined man is unstoppable. To expound on this, motivation comes and goes, rises and falls. But solid discipline is like solid stone in a mountain. You will also find times in your life where the abundance of motivation is scarce and doubt will infect your mind like a parasite. In these times, especially, you will need discipline to lean on and help you push through. Through discipline you will fall into the practice of delayed gratification. In this world, instant fulfillment and gratification is all too abundant and can suck you into a constant stall in your life's progress and progression. You must control your impulses and suspend immediate pleasure for long-term success and happiness. Although this is all serious, one other thing, on the contrary, I would tell myself is to not take yourself too seriously. A lot of the times, a lot of the time, it's easy to get wrapped up in the serious problems of life. And you lose sight of what actually ma what makes you happy, makes you smile, and what makes you laugh. Enjoy the little things. Look back on your days. Recognize the things that people do to make your life better and the sacrifices your loved ones make to make your life the best it can be. Thank you for tuning into the Dylan Bush Podcast. Tune in next time for Government Conspiracies.